take a time machine back to before the world went to hell. Around the year 2000. Like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you're cool enough, join the show on Patreon for exclusive bonus content, specials, and early access to a longer, uncensored, less than 2,000 experience. And now, Less Than 2,000 with Adam Wentz and Chad Bischoff. Less Than 2,000. Now part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. There is only one team in the history of the entire world, in all planets, across <laughs> all sports. Yes. The Dream Team, 1992, oh. has been known as the best sports team ever assembled in the history of anything. Period. I will I will find something to disagree with you about in this episode, but I do not disagree with you that this is I mean, this is definitely the best sports team ever assembled in the universe. I don't care if aliens have uh, sports teams. Not Michael as good Jordan, as the Dream Team. No, no way. Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Scottie Pippen, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, John Stockton. I'm not even looking at the list. Chris Mullen. I'm just going down. Carl Malone. It goes on and on. Christian Leitner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) that's where I chime in. You name all the other players, including my favorite of all time, Michael Jordan. Then I go, yeah, to Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of ill-timed on my response there. Christian Leitner was a college kid. He wasn't even in the NBA at the time. No. And and, and that was a big F-U to Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas is the one player that was missing from this team. Correct. But you know what? I sort of, first of all, you know, obviously Michael Jordan, who is the leader, undisputed leader of the team. There's sure. no one, even with all that star power, everybody had to defer to Michael for good reason. And he didn't want Isaiah Thomas on the team, especially because that was right after Isaiah Thomas refused to shake Jordan's hand after the Bulls finally beat them in the Eastern Conference Finals, after all those years of the Pistons and the Bad Boys beating Chicago, knocking them out of the playoffs, finally, the one year, the first time that Jordan overcame the Pistons, Isaiah Thomas and the and, and the Pistons walked off the court and refused to shake Michael's hand like a bunch of Bush leaguers, and they hated each other. And well, Michael did, is like, I mean, he can't be on the team. Uh, for rightful reason. I mean, I don't want to get heated right out of the does gate, it, but I'm it, sorry. I, why like, are you heated? I mean, I'm, I'm, we're not disagreeing. I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying you teed it up in a way like, oh, it was Michael Jordan's fault. You know? Well, yes. No, he had every right to. <laughs> it was not Michael Jordan's fault. It was Isaiah Thomas's fault for being a smug little f- <laughs> That's why Jordan said, well, no, man, you can't have that kind of negative energy around you. You're assembling the best team ever. Get that, out of here, man. That, dude, that, that's really what it is, is the, is the, is the chemistry. I mean, they, they don't need that negative energy. And plus, you know, kind of Isaiah Thomas was such a, like the whole Pistons offense revolved around him at point guard. Yep. And he was a very, a product of the system and a very uh, point guard centered sort of player. 
and and it wouldn't mesh as well. He no. basically hogged the ball a little bit too much. Totally. Yeah, you know, you, you don't even need a point guard for the dream team. No. No, not at all. <laughs> and it's interesting how it's actually, I think that's how basketball is kind of evolving too. Like a lot of players rotate anymore. You know, I mean, it's, it's getting more and more different. Well, you know, instead of Isaiah, they went with Magic Johnson and of dude, Showtime and Bird. Obviously, the '80s was a great time for basketball. I just a fantastic totally. the, the the Celtics Lakers rivalry revived the NBA. I mean, it was not doing well, and then the Pistons and Bulls took it to the next level, and 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 Magic hadn't played for a year and a half because he retired because of he, he had HIV. And yeah. at the time, no one really knew that much about it. And other players, no. when, he, he retired at, at the age of, I think, 32. So that's a little I mean, old I mean, everybody NBA thought player, it was a death sentence. They didn't even think he was going to be around. Exactly. And, and players like Carl Malone didn't want to play with him. And it's funny because Carl Malone was on the Dream Team too. But it was awesome seeing... Uh, Magic comeback. It was really cool to see him come back and be point guard. I totally. pre- are you kidding me? As much as I like Isaiah Thomas and I love the bad boys, Rodman, oh, whatever. And, and, and you know I love those guys. I know, uh, I know. Well, uh, Magic. Nothing could beat Magic as as the as the point guard. If you're gonna have a but, dream team, you gotta have Magic. I'm sorry. Well, correct. And this is one of the things that I love. You know, you kind of brought this up working around Jordan. One of the coolest things, you know, Jordan. You know, I mean, he's an icon in every aspect of the way. But the cool thing is, is that it was suggested that he serve as the public face and he declined it and he deferred to Bird and Johnson Mm. to let them be the face of the dream team. And he was just on the team because a I mean, they were probably inspirations to him when he was first getting into the league. And so that was really cool that he did it. It didn't have to be all Jordan all the time. And I know this episode ah. is about the dream team as a whole. And I, I'll, I just want to say the one, that one piece about Jordan is that he did decline that, you know, even you know though why? he was the most likely face. Here's the, first of all, he didn't need to be the leader of quote public figure of the team to, to be the, uh, uh, you know, most, he's going to be the leader everywhere he goes anyway. He's going to get all the attention. He just didn't want to deal with the diplomatic bull and having to do like so many sponsors interviews because you know what he was doing that whole time? He was playing golf and staying out to the casinos till 5 a.m. Still getting it done. Every single one of those players were doing that. They were staying out in in foreign countries in Barcelona, getting wasted and playing golf all day. And then they still beat teams by 40 points. The coaches and the the heads of the team and the captains or whatever, they all opted to not set a curfew because they all wanted to be doing the exact same thing. Like they're quoted being like, I'm not setting a curfew. I wanted to do that. I mean, you're in Barcelona. How awesome is that? The fact that there was no security where the main Olympia, uh, all the uh, other Olympic athletes were staying. So they had their own embassy. They had like 88 of the 92 rooms were filled by them. So like the whole hotel was them, was them. And that's it. I mean, how cool is that? Well, and these are the best players on the planet and bitter, bitter rivals. I mean, so many of these guys, they played so hard. These are the alphas of, of, of two generations, really. Uh, two great generations of basketball merged here. The the eighties totally. and the early nineties generations like just just had an orgasm and 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 this was their baby, the ninety two dream team. And 
they, they developed a respect for each other because of the camaraderie, because of all the things they were doing. And it's really totally. cool. I think Ch- Chuck Daly was the coach. Yeah. Chuck Daly, who was the head coach of the Pistons, who came up with um, the MJ rules. What was it called? Jordan rules? Yeah. The Jordan rules that the Pistons did, and that was beat the shit out of him. That was their that was their game plan. Oh, that's the, right. Quote, that was Jordan literally rules. just their game. The Jordan rule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it> just just <laughs> just beat his ass. Yeah. And Chuck Daly was the coach that developed that strategy, and and they got along great. And it's really funny to me that Chuck Daly, who obviously coached Isaiah Thomas and had to go back and coach him after this, was be like, "Yep, Isaiah didn't make the team. What can I say?" Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone can be on it. Not everyone can be on the dream team. They're like, you know what? Let's put a college kid on instead of Isaiah Thomas. You know? Oh, I mean, I mean what a slap in the face. But who cares? Christian Leitner was the only non-Hall of Famer on the team. 11 out of 12 players were Hall of Famers. Wow. You know what's crazy is, I mean, but I mean, and that's how they ended up. I mean, think about this. They defeated their opponents on, on average 44 points a game. Like... <laughs> I mean, I, you know, which is funny because nowadays it's not uncommon to see 120, 130, 140 points a game because the, mm-hmm. the three ball is such a, a, a bigger aspect of the game today than it mm-hmm. used to be. But back then, I mean, it was like 80, 90, 100, 105. If it was like 110, right. you were like, oh, my whoa. God, this is whoa. So yeah. think about that. Almost 50% of the average point per game, they're beating their opponents by. <laughs> That's right. Dude, I, I, watching some of the clips, it just brought back so many amazing memories of that era. I, God, I mean, Marv, just hearing Marv Albert's voice making, calling the games and that beautiful, rich, uh, just the Marv Albert, Marv Albert, uh, tone and cadence is is like it just reminds me of such a great time in the nba bob costas like setting it up and watching clips of of i mean the starting lineup the 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 second team would be the greatest team of all time but the starting team center patrick ewing power forward charles barkley small forward larry bird shooting guard michael jordan Point guard Magic Johnson. Now, Larry Bird was only, didn't play that much, but he started, but he got you know taken yeah. out pretty quick because he was thirty five and he had a bad back. Yeah, but, I mean he was he was getting up there for for his, you know for playing. That is just hearing those names. God, mm. that brings back so much. I mean, those were some of the most epic players to ever play the game. And <laughs> and quite frankly, I know there's been great players since, but mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know if you could ever compare. I mean, I wonder, like, like, I mean, kids today still know who Jordan is. And they weren't even born when he retired. I mean, think about that. And there are kids And Bernie Johnson. And, and Bernie Johnson. And, and if these you, are some of the most epic players ever. Yep. I thought it was cool that, that Magic and MJ were, uh, like, pushing each other. They hung out together every single time in warmups. They would be like, one of them would be like, okay, we're doing, uh, we're doing free throws first to 50. Like just how, how awesome would it be to just see those two guys shooting around together 
and, and just having a good time. And and us, we think it's so cool. The players on the other teams, every single one Thought of the teams cool. they played, yeah. were like getting their autographs, <laughs> literally taking pictures of them from the bench on during yeah. the game. Well, that was that was the reason why they switched. Part of the reason why they switched hotels is the the hotel that everybody was staying at. They only had four security guards in the entire thing, oh, and the minute the team enough. showed up. The security guard went and grabbed a camera, quit guarding, grabbed his kid, was trying to like do stuff. So I mean, you know, everybody wanted to get a to get pictures and autographs and a slice of 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 the dream team. Yeah. Yeah. On the Super Nintendo's Entertainment Podcast, catch us grumbling about the news every Monday on the Morning Dadcast, chatting with industry professionals, and most importantly, teaching our kids just how incredible or horrible 80s and 90s video game and pop culture truly was. All right, what else you got? A Sega Slingshot. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> the blast processing was really fast. Why can knuckles fly even? Tide prawn dough. What does that even mean? Samurai Pizza Cats. Gabe, we almost named you Guido Anchovy. <laughs> Doing a Belvedere requires a set of low hangers. <laughs> right here on Greenlit. Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast about the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, where we delve the depths of pop culture history. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. The, the actual motive isn't to explore something that's, quote, yeah. scientifically possible. Or... But neither is Star Wars, and I know there's Shh. arguments about that, but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction. You haven't it's... read Dune! You have, no, I haven't. You can never be the Kwisatz Haderach. What Mad Universe on the Greenlit Podcast Network. They had a like a qualifying thing. It was called the the Tournament of the Americas or whatever. They had to qualify to, to qualify to go to the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> like like there's any risk of it. They they played Cuba in the first game. Uh, keep in mind, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson had both been retired for over a year. Yep, and they led the team in scoring. Both of those guys led the team in scoring. They won the game by seventy seven points. The first game? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. 77. It, of the warm-ups. You know, it wasn't one yeah. of the eight Olympic ones, but it was sure, the qualifier. Sure. Uh, 77 points. Uh, it is just such a... The, the teams are just in awe. How could you not be? I mean, they're, they're international celebrities. And I'm sorry, I think, you know, LeBron James is the only guy that comes anywhere close to the, the level, level of, of Michael Jordan. In Pretty terms much. of international I mean, celebrity. Yeah, I mean, he, I can't think of anyone. I mean, I mean him. I mean, you had Kobe Bryant. You know, was 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 very popular and 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 famous. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you got a handful of other players, but but that's it. I, I mean, well, Barkley is one of those personalities. Barkley was definitely he was the main personality. He was the one always doing. Uh, even back then, in '92, he was already a like, like a loud mouth and opinionated, and that was part of what oh, made totally. him so entertaining and why it was one of my favorite players. He was just so sarcastic and everything. Yeah, like you that. loved Barkley. Barkley was not only opinionated and and doing his funny press conferences, but he was playing dirty, not dirty, but like his tough NBA like brand of. Not when he was with the Suns, but more when he was with the 76ers, the East Coast uh, kind of basketball that's really tough. He's throwing elbows at guys. There's oh, yeah. one guy, he's like, he's like an African dude or something. He's like, I, I did not hit him. You know, like I never hit him. And, and, and Barkley said he hit me three times and then he just started throwing elbows and like, this is poor. 
<laughs> he's just like in awe of him and he's getting elbowed by by Barkley and dunked on and, and rebounded. How? He was Barkley was the leading scorer on the team. Leading scorer and leading rebounder. Really? Barkley. Oh yeah, wow. isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Uh, eighteen point five a game, I think it was. That's incredible. I mean, can you just try to close your everyone close your eyes a minute. <laughs> just think about if you loved playing basketball and now you were part of your country's Olympics, imagine being elbowed in the face by Barkley. I mean, (laughs) A, nowhere near the competitive abilities of those athletes. Mm -hmm. And then two, you're also in awe. Oh my God, I'm I'm, I'm guarding Barkley. Oh my God, I'm guarding Jordan. Oh my God, I'm... There had to be a level of holy (laughs) s***. Oh my god! Yes. I'm a. I'm gonna get destroyed, and B. I want their autograph. I mean, it would be the yes. it would be the weirdest mind mind screw playing that team. Oh, you could get. I, I just just imagine being on another team and being. You could get elbowed by Barkley. You could get crossovered by uh, Magic Johnson. You could you could have a uh, you know. Uh, you get posted up by by MJ or David Robinson. Yeah, uh, they just shoot over you know a three pointer over your head by Stockton. I mean, these are some of my favorite players. Like I I wasn't a fan of a specific team. You were all the way Chicago Bulls all totally. the time. Totally. But you love the NBA in general. Yeah. We had the basketball cards. We loved the games. We loved totally. watching it, playing it. But I, you know, as a fan of just the NBA in general and basically rooting for any team that could possibly take out the Bulls, that, that there's just so many great characters in the game. So many great coaches. And don't know. get me wrong, I liked a lot of the players. Yes, I was all in oh, on of the course. Bulls. I yeah. still respected a lot of the players. I'm just like, I wanted to root for, you know, my team. And by my team, um, a city I rarely ever went to. And, and <laughs> you know, I was way too young. I was, yes, I was on the bandwagon. But that's okay. So are you ready to fight? You ready for me to pick a fight and get under your skin? I mean, I guess. I don't know if we have enough comedy in this episode yet. Well, I mean, there's We're nothing. Just geeking there's out nothing over fu- I'm players. sorry. There's nothing funny about the Dream Team. They're just amazing. <laughs> they are amazing. Like I, it's undeniable. Sports Illustrated said so. It <laughs> it warms my heart. Like honestly, I remember that summer and and just how cool it felt. Like following every game and just the Dream Team. The Dream Team. I remember the basketball cards. Like having yeah. those basketball cards were just the best. I had the poster I, framed on my wall. Did you have the Dream Team? Oh, I had the whole team picture framed. And I, awesome. It went parental advisory, explicit lyrics poster, <laughs> and then the dream team. <laughs> uh, I found a, a, a picture of my high school uh, bedroom that I'll post someday that's got, you know, my, my Rage Against the Machine and tool posters and things like that. Nice. So now that we're done with the chit chat and being friendly. Oh. I, I, I don't know. About- and, I, and by the way, I want everyone to know, since you kind of teed it up awkwardly, like, mm-hmm. I really have no clue what you're about to say. I don't know how in the world we would fight on a Dream Team episode. I, 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 I want to make sure that everybody knows, like, there's no setup here. I'm I I'm trying to rack my brain on what you could possibly say that I well, would remember, disagree with. <laughs> remember the MJ episode, the Michael Jordan episode. I believe it was episode six of season one. Absolutely, and I got, yes. And I got, I got under your got under your skin a little bit by by saying things like he he wasn't a good sportsman for sticking his tongue out uh, and talking trash. 
which he I already disagreed with then, and wasn't very good role model now. by he was gambling. A great role <laughs> model. I'm sorry, Quitting. he can gamble on his free time. He can gamble coming on his back free with time. the Wizards. This episode is tarnishing about his career. This isn't about Jordan. This isn't. This is about the dream team. Well, I'm going to make it about Jordan and Scotty and Jerry Krause. I've given you enough hints. You know where I'm going with this. So. Keep in mind, the Bulls are coming off of two championships. They're about to win. They'll win another one this season, the upcoming season. Coming off two after getting over the hump and beating the Pistons. Yes. Back-to-back repeat. You'd think they'd be on the top of the world, right? You'd think that they'd be loving life, happy, without a care. Totally. Well, apparently Jerry Krause, who I will not defend, okay? No. There's no I just let me get, say this right now. I am in no way, shape, or form defending anything that Jerry Krause has ever done. And you said that the Bulls suck. They, they Now, they suck because of the mistakes they made in the late 90s. Yeah. Nobody wanted carried to on go that to long. the franchise. It's Jerry Krause's fault, no doubt. This guy was no a moron. But in this, this is about how, uh, uh, how just... How rude and 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 childish and petty that Michael Jordan could be, because Jerry Krause dared to compliment a a, an, a European basketball player that he wanted named named Tony Kukoc. He dared say, "We really want him. He would be a great addition to the Chicago Bulls," because the general manager of the Bulls had the audacity. To say that another player might be good on their team, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen took such great offense to that that they decided to make to totally embarrass Tony on an international stage and humiliate him and double team him and and and, and I don't think he scored a single point. He had zero assists. He had zero stats in the game. He great. was the best player on Croatia. Oh no! I and know. they picked on him. I know because because I the general the, manager I saw the last him. dance. Yeah. Yeah. F- that what guy. There's some, no. Why? What did he do? He didn't do anything. He just wanted to play basketball in the NBA in general. He had no control over what team he would go to. He wasn't saying, oh, I'm so great. I'm better than MJ or Scottie the Pippen. The general manager said, we want him on our team. And, oh, that offended Michael. The, 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 the second, you know, back-to-back champion, greatest player of all time in the prime of his career. And he's going to go ruin some kid's life. He's going to go embarrass and humiliate somebody. Oh, come on. He still made the team. They were just proving a point. What point? Tell me what the point was. Hey, welcome to the NBA. That point. <laughs> Couldn't they have done that when he like was you know in practice, in his first practice? I, I Just such bad sportsmanship. No, For no. For somebody as, as no, talented the, as MJ is, no, he's a real... It. He's just, you know, he's a competitive person. He's a real competitive person. He's a how is that? What does that have to do with competitive? Anything? That's competitive. He is the best that there ever is, and that's what he does. It's that simple. He's got to be a jerk on top of it. Like, well, speaking speaking of being a jerk, speaking of being a jerk, I love how Kobe Bryant and LeBron James said that they thought their 2012 team would win against the original Dream Team because. They were a lot older and kind of at the end of their careers. <laughs> there were only two. You. Yes. There were three <laughs> players in their 30s, and one of them was John Stockton, and he was 30. The other two had been retired. But you got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me when you're saying a 32-year-old Magic Johnson couldn't hang with a Kobe. Like, I'm sorry. That, to me, is a head move. That mm. is disgracing legacy right there by saying something like that. Not double teaming some guy that you're proving a point to 
Because you got to also remember that GM who, yes, you said you would never defend, and, and obviously you know neither would I, he was such a moron yeah. that like, if, if you got in the way of what that team was doing, and that's getting in the way. Yes, he still ended up coming and playing for the Bulls, but it's proving a point. And when the media is putting all this stuff out there that you know that that the GM said this and all this and that, yeah, you're going to defend your f-ing home. And that's what Jordan and them did. They proved a point that there was nobody better than them. Tony right? Kukoc. Tony Kukoc was an innocent bystander in a completely unrelated thing that had nothing to do with him or basketball. Welcome to the NBA. B- and he was, and he, he just just empathized with the kid. He's from Cro- war torn Croatia, and he is uh, obviously extremely gifted. Has, is the best player in the country uh, the country has ever seen. He grew up with a mom and dad just like everybody else. Well, sure, classmates, coaches that supported him, and 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 has worked his whole life. I'm sure he worked almost as hard as Jordan. No one worked harder than Jordan, given, but. You know, this was his moment. This was he, he. This was like the biggest moment of his life to get to go up against these guys, to get to play against the dream team, and they went out of their way to really hurt his feelings. Oh my I just god! Don't understand the, the, the next thing you're gonna let me guess. The next thing you're gonna tell me is that everybody needs ribbons and trophies and all this bullshit. No competitiveness. <laughs> you want to win? You grab it by the balls and you go. They weren't just doing it to him. They did it on a stage across they went out of every their way. team. They went out they went- of their way to destroy every 77 points, averaged 44 points a game, beating their opponents. Like, mm. they went out of their way to demolish everybody so they could have Sports Illustrated said that they're the best team ever assembled across all sports. Well, I obviously don't agree with you about Tony Kukoc, but... There is absolutely no way I'm going to disagree with you or Sports Illustrated that that is the greatest team in the history of sports. Of all time. Bar none. We got to have a... That sounded like a fade out, but that was a little dry for an ending. That was not... No, no, no. I mean, that, that, but that's spot on. There's just no disputing yeah. it. We can dispute how we got there. You can't <laughs> dispute that it's the greatest team of all time. Unless you're Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. There you go. There's the ending to <laughs> yes. the episode. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs>